This is IGN. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is IGN. Live Alive Review. Live, Laugh, Live? The Curious RPG Live Alive is a fascinating time capsule of an era when RPGs were still experimenting heavily with structures and ideas. And its long-awaited remake proves that the best, weirdest efforts of that experimentation can still shine today. Its unusual story structure of seven different vignettes ranging from prehistory to the far, space-faring future is immediately striking after decades of grandiose linear RPGs. And its initial disparate story threads are upheld and pulled together by its ensemble cast of lovable characters. But what truly makes Live Alive a triumph is the way it pulls its disparate threads together to subvert expectations of JRPGs, not only as they existed in 1994 when it was first made, but somehow still almost three decades later in 2022. Most of the best things about Live Alive's remake were present in its original form, which makes it all the more a shame it never made it to the West back in the 90s. That said, this remake would have been worth the effort even if we were already familiar with the story and gameplay. While the original was not the prettiest of Square's RPGs even for its era, the HD 2D look pioneered by Octopath Traveler continues not to miss when it comes to wonderfully marrying sprite-based nostalgia with modern 3D capabilities. Live Alive is lovely, full of eye-catching color schemes and memorable snapshots where Square has used the depth of its 3D backgrounds to full effect. That could be in memorable moments like a shinobi running over rooftops against a violet twilight, or sparkling sunlight dripping into a castle throne room. On the surface, all of Live Alive's seven vignettes are disconnected, and it largely doesn't matter which one you start or end with. You can even pick one up, put it down, start another, and return to the first later if it suits you. Live Alive will conveniently keep track of your progress in each story even if you save over a file. A feature I made a lot of use of as the discovery of numerous fun hidden secrets prompted me to revisit chapters I'd thought I'd combed thoroughly. Not only do the different chapters take place in different eras, but each one distinguishes itself with unique characters and mechanics to suit them. 
In prehistory, for instance, language has yet to be invented, so all the storytelling brilliantly takes place with animation and imagery. Here and only here, the protagonist caveman Pogo can use his powerful sense of smell to track down the whereabouts of NPCs or enemies he's looking for. The Edo period shinobi Oborumaru can cloak himself in shadow to hide from enemies and complete his entire chapter without killing a single human. Or he can brutally murder his way through the manner he's infiltrating. The Sundown Kid, a Wild West gunslinger, doesn't fight nearly as much as the others. Instead, he works with the local townsfolk to lay traps for the bad posse on its way to wreak havoc. Near Future's Akira can read minds and teleport out of battle, though his teleportability is intentionally a bit unreliable. Though quite different from one another, Live Alive's ensemble cast all manage to endear themselves in their respective stories. I still can't pick a favorite. The 2022 Live Alive remake's characterization is further improved by the introduction of voice acting which is present in all important story scenes. Both Japanese and English tracks are available, and while the English acting had some occasional awkwardness in chapters like Ido Japan, having voice acting at all was a net positive for an RPG so profoundly centered on building up an ensemble cast of interesting characters. The unique flavors of each protagonist, era, and theme play out in battle too. While all seven characters use the same grid system to move about the field and launch attacks at foes in turn-based combat, Live Alive manages to theme each protagonist's moves in ways that effectively reflect their personality. Oborumaru, a ninja, uses lots of area-of-effect abilities to lay traps on the field and force enemies to either move or take damage. Sundown has a gun, so everything he does is long-range. Imperial China's earthen heart Shifu Master can pass on battle techniques to his students as he trains them, while present days Masaru Takahara learns martial arts moves from his enemies. In the far future, the supportive robot Cube doesn't fight at all, except in an optional arcade game located on their spaceship. Learning the ways in which each of the seven diverse characters can take advantage of the same battle system over the course of Live Alive was one of its pleasures and I was more than once impressed by the ways in which the marriage of combat and character either furthered the plot or told me something interesting about a character I loved. Each chapter's enemies are designed around the respective character's unique abilities, and the deceptively simple grid system reveals plenty of tricks up its sleeves. The deeper I dug into each chapter, the more I was forced to reckon with the grid, not just as a means to get my attacks lined up, but also as a tool for predicting enemy moves and avoiding them so my team wasn't decimated. Some chapters have additional nuances, such as enemy weaknesses and resistances to certain types of attacks, or enemy captains that take the whole rest of the team with them when destroyed. Don't underestimate Live Alive's battle system, especially if you want to go after the well-hidden handful of ultra-hard secret bosses scattered throughout several of its chapters. Released originally in Japan in 1994, Live Alive's non-linear ensemble adventure never officially made it west until now, but has nonetheless served to inspire numerous beloved RPGs that have come since. Octopath Traveler did eventually give the pitch its dues in 2018, though arguably not as effectively. And it's even easier to see in Live Alive the bones of what director Takashi Tokita would later bring back together in Chrono Trigger in a more traditional story structure. Live Alive's influence has also clearly touched its less direct successors, from modern Square RPGs like the Bravely Games to indies like Undertale. 
The latter's creator, Toby Fox, has openly talked about how Live Alive boss theme, Megalomania, inspired his own now-famous boss tune, the aptly named Megalovania. On a historical basis alone, Live Alive is a must for RPG lovers, who want to get to know the curious ancestor of some of the most celebrated games in the genre. All of Live Alive's battle and field mechanics play beautifully in the context of each respective chapter, many of which lean gently but not obnoxiously into popular film, TV, and even gaming tropes. In their early hours, you might recognize the plot of Far Future from some popular science fiction films. Present Day is a clear homage to arcade fighting games. Near Future debuts with all the bombast of a mech anime, and Imperial China plays out like a stereotypical kung fu feature. Until suddenly they don't. While some of the vignettes are certainly stronger than others, they all manage in different ways to subvert the tropes they're embracing. Were Live Alive merely a collection of its initial seven separate vignettes with loosely connected themes and ideas, I'd have walked away happy enough with my experience. I don't want to spoil Live Alive for those who are unaware of its biggest twists from the original 1994 Japan release. And if you're in that camp, I'm begging you to go in without looking anything up. What I can tell you is this. The best thing about Live Alive is the way it made me suspicious of what it was actually about, and then proved my suspicions correct before turning them on their head. As I played through these vignettes and reached their various endings, I quickly noticed a very obvious common thread between them, and expected that thread to reward me once I finished them all with something fairly obvious and RPG-like. An extra boss battle, maybe, or a cutscene or two. What I got was a full 10 hours more of video game on top of the 15 or so it had taken me up to that point, stuffed with several major twists, deeply emotional and triumphant moments, multiple secrets and side quests, and heck yeah, multiple endings depending on the choices I made throughout. Thank you, Square Enix, for 20 separate save slots. My biggest issue with Live Alive, sadly, lay in that second half. While most of these seven vignettes are fairly tight, concise stories, except perhaps near future with its unnecessary errand running around an orphanage, its final act is full of obnoxiously grindy random battles that slow its momentum to a crawl. I cannot fathom why the last hours use this mechanism when literally any other battle system, including avoidable enemies roaming the overworld or even just a toggle to turn encounters off, would have done fine. Hardly any of the other vignettes include random battles, and while there's a certain amount of fighting I needed to do to face the final challenge, there was a clear point at which grinding became trivial, and I was running from fights every 5-10 to 10 seconds or so. In Live Alive's defense, I do see how excessive random battles are playing on a genre trope it otherwise very effectively subverts, but at a certain point that trope falls away and is just exhausting. Which is a shame, because this segment was the part of Live Alive where I was consistently on the edge of my seat, wanting to know what would happen next. I don't think the excessive random encounters dramatically damaged my enthusiasm, but given how utterly ungrindy the first 15 hours are, it's certainly a frustration I'd recommend that you prepare yourself for. Especially if you, like me, want to visit all the optional dungeons and explore all the secrets available in the late game. Those just booking it to the final battle will have an easier time. I can't forget to mention the soundtrack by Yoko Shimomura of Kingdom Hearts fame and much more. Her original score for Live Alive was excellent on its own, and with modern audio capabilities and her own 2022 revisions, it's only gotten better. The boss theme, Megalomania, is rightfully remembered as being among her best work, and I've had the remake version playing on loop for days now. 
The Verdict Live Alive is a fascinating piece of JRPG history that's more than worthy of the energy Square Enix has spent to remake it for a global audience with a beautiful new art style decades later. Its unusual vignette structure and lovable ensemble cast are a delight to spend time with, especially thanks to the addition of voice acting, and the ultimate story payoff remains surprising and stand out among JRPGs even decades after its original iteration. Its seven different characters each make inventive and surprising use of the deceptively simple combat system, which adds even more flavor to the most challenging optional boss fights. The remake could have put a bit more work into mitigating some of the original's more tedious grinds toward the end, but by the time that grind kicks in, Live Alive had enough hooks stuck in me that I couldn't put it down until I'd jammed out to Megalomania for the final time. Spoken Layer Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.